This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Zach Nagy from LSU Country joins us at 7.30. Always look forward to our time with Mr. Nagy. We talk a lot of LSU. Actually, we talk all LSU. Uh, what we saw the previous week, what does Zach think maybe of what he saw this past weekend in recruiting? Uh, and by the way, Draylon Miller. The four-star wide receiver from uh, who was previously, I guess you could say now, de- uh, committed to Texas A&M has decommitted. He was in Baton Rouge this past weekend. Uh oh. Maybe LSU's not done with just one. So we will touch on a little bit of recruiting as there could be maybe a little shakeup here or there. Draylon, JoJo Stone decommits. Draylon uh, Miller decommits from Texas A&M. Is there going to be a little switcheroonie here for the Tigers? We'll talk about that 
uh, as well. Our full Army breakdown will go by the numbers as well in between that. And a very interesting stat, something that I do continue to find um, very intriguing is the top 20 passing quarterbacks in the country. How many of them are in the SEC? So one thing we talk about is the quarterbacks out in the Pac-12, which there are some really good ones. Caleb Williams, I know he had three interceptions. Shadur Sanders, there's a lot of them. But not only quarterbacks in the SEC, but even previous quarterbacks who have been very efficient and very good these past couple of weeks and this season. So we might we, we will talk about that as well. I think it's interesting because it shows – just how deep this conference is or has been over the last couple of years and what Jane Daniels is really doing in the midst of all that to put that in a little bit of context. Where are you watching the show from tonight? I forgot to mention that um, in the opening segment. I was so pissed off at Dennis Allen for the Saints constantly losing that I was just see- – I was like a bull seeing red, you know, like I, I lost my focus – I lost my temper. I get so I get so angry. I, I I get just I get angry at dumb shit. Like if the Saints weren't that talented, you know, if the Saints had the Panthers roster, I'd be like, okay, they're rebuilding. I mean, I want to see some life here and there. I'm not expecting you to really do anything. But when you do have a good team and you do have a good roster. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror. And it's not all on Dennis Allen. Chris Olave not finishing running routes. Uh, Michael Tomics not blocking for AK that could have sprung him for a tutty. It, it, it's just a couple of things that drive me insane. That's why I did not ask you where you were watching us from tonight in the opening. But I will appreciate and do appreciate when you tell us uh james guillory says he's in turkey creek louisiana where is turkey creek james sounds like it's got some good hunting out there if it's called turkey creek winston salem south carolina says jamie post winston salem the home of the pitching lab yeah if y'all remember uh last year with uh uh with wake forest the home of the pitching lab look at paul frank's Says, how about this, Paul? I uh, used to have the hots for a girl in Mamou. Yeah. And uh, she was as Cajun as, as Ronnie's boudin. Okay. She, you know, she had more spice than Billy's. So I'm just, I'm just telling you, just telling you. Uh, but good to have Bill Platt in the building, the 337, stand up and stand out. Uh, Kevin Forche said that he's off of I-49 North. You got to love it. You got to love it. Penn Jones is in Frisco, Oakdale, Veronica. Andrew Scott says Cameron, Louisiana. Got to love it. Lake Arthur is in the house. Chattanooga, Tennessee, says Jonathan. Good to have you all in here with us tonight. Derek Gordon, doing the most dangerous thing in all of mankind, said he's speeding through Tickfall, Louisiana, as we speak. Well, two things. Number one, put your phone down or put us on, you know, the Bluetooth. Uh, don't, don't be texting and driving, Derek. 
We love you too much around here for you to be uh, for you to be speeding and, 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 and you texting and driving while texting. We don't do that. Okay, that's number one. Number two, um, there is no other place in America. I'm not exaggerating. No other place in America that you will get pulled over quicker than Tickfall. And this isn't even a political thing. Like, uh, or, you know, and I don't, I don't like coming out here on the sports show talking about we talk all sports. They will pull anybody over. Like, anybody. They pulled, I probably shouldn't even say this, but they pulled over a Tantua Parish Sheriff's employee one time. And I was like, what are y'all doing? Like, what are, y- what are y'all doing? I-, I mean, like, what if I'm undercover? Which, you know, what if I would have been? You never know. It wasn't me. I'm just saying, if it, if it was, you know, 17 years ago, you idiots, do not speed through Tickfall. They're going to pull me over just saying their name. I got, a, I got a ticket for walking across the street on a red light one time during whatever festival they have. Lance Hill says he hates pulling against Bregman. McKinney, Texas is in the house. Yeah. Um, shout out to Bregman, man. I know a lot of you have seen the Star of David on his hat. He um, He's playing very inspired. But, yeah, lot Rangers looking good. And I know the Phillies game is on the night. They look good, too. Arlen Blackwell says, Pearl River, Louisiana, will you pull will pull you over faster? No, 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 no. I've been through Pearl River. I've been through Pearl River a, a lot of times. I'm telling you, dog. Look, let me just tell you this. This is a true story, okay? Before we get the show started. I was rolling through, you know, I, I was like a millionaire. They see me rolling. They hating, patrolling, and trying to catch me riding dirty. F, f, jacked up King Ranch Ford F-150. And I mean, I'm listening to the countryest music I could, trying to let them know that, hey, man, I'm, you know, I'm about, I ain't trying to get no pulled over, you know? You don't listen to the honky-tonk padonkadonk and, and think you should be pulled over. Nevertheless, they pulled me over, and uh, I got a ticket for going six miles over the speed limit. It's a true story. I was 16 years old. 16, no, maybe 19 years old. Yeah, because I was in college, 19 years old. And I'm like, what are we doing, dog? Like, what are we doing? <sighs> Nevertheless, coming from Lolly Kemp, coming from the hospital, believe it or not. Y'all don't want to hear my life stories. Y'all don't want to hear my life stories. But tick fall. Come on, man. I know y'all need money, but not that bad. All right. Draylon Miller decommits. Army breakdown by the numbers. Zach Nagy will go around your SEC. Why this Alabama and Tennessee game is so intriguing to me. Um, we'll go around a couple other things, another couple other stops in the SEC as well. I'm really intrigued by uh, a team you just beat and uh, Missouri too. So we got a lot to touch on. All right. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Guys, you guys on Apple and Spotify have been killing it for us this football season. Continue to do so. But about 90% of you that listen aren't hitting that like button or not hitting that subscribe. Do us a favor by hitting the like, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate you doing that. Also... 
If you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell there. If you're watching us on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. Had somebody today tell us that they were watching us on Fubo. So thank you so much for being along with us. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag, guys. Baseball playoffs, well, playoffs are here. You need to get over to Bet Online and bet today. Use that promo code Believe50 specifically to a Y S. Also, got a lot of college football, NFL, so many things. Is Travis Kelsey going to break up with Taylor Swift? I'm sure they got that up there. A lot of things you can bet on at Bet Online. Y'all do that now. Talk about our good friends over. At, talk about our good friends over there at Bet Online, and our good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot to break down. A lot of LSU talk. We do that next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50. That's Believe50, B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. He will fill your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back. <laughs> I hate when technology doesn't work. We're back. They messed that up. We're, We're back. <laughs> I do need to squash one thing, though, that I saw in the comments. Gerard Guillory says Blake has that born money. Dog, let me just tell you something. And... You will know that this is true because only people who grow up po. We were so po, we couldn't afford the OR at the end of it. Not really. I, I, look, I'll give my mom credit. She was a single parent, raising me, school teacher, didn't make a lot of money. Uh, worked her ass off. Worked every summer. Grinded, man, really. Um, believe it or not, my brother was the one that helped me out there and, and look, just you know he had we kind of both grew up in the same type of situation in reference to obviously did just in the sense of that man like if we're gonna get out of the situation that we're in luckily we're, we're trying to do that here he's definitely done it for himself he fantastic at what he does so good on him all right I've shared more I've shared more about my life in the, in the in the last 14 minutes than I've done in 796 episodes on the show. Next thing you know, y'all know my damn uh, social security number. 
shit, I don't even know that. My wife knows it, probably. All right. We got a lot to talk about. So, you know what's interesting today? And, and look, there's one thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to come on, the, on this show at any point this week. And I don't do this ever anyway. We talk f- straight facts on this show. I'm not going to say really anything negative about Army. I love the service academies, man. Like, I freaking love the service academies. Army, though, is not more talented, clearly, than you are. This is a game that, in my humble opinion, that maybe you see some new guys and and, and guys that not only are rotating in but playing every down. Fourth quarter? You know, like... You should be there. Now, things can get hairy because, and we'll talk about this tonight, not hairy in the sense that you're losing. You're not going to lose, okay? But let me tell you something about the service academies If because LSU's never really played one. They're going to hold on to the football, and they're going to run the clock all the way down. Tick, 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 tick. And before you know it, LSU offensively might not have the ball until at least six minutes left to go in the first quarter. So things at times, we've seen this before. Alabama has done this in the past. I think Notre Dame plays Navy every year. We've seen it from Brian Kelly. Now, Brian Kelly knows how to attack this situation because when he was at, there was a freaking mosquito pterodactyl in this house or the studio. But he knows how to attack these things. You got to start off early. You got to start off quick, exactly like you did a week ago, because Army wants to hold on to the football. They're not going to throw it around much, and you already know that. What's interesting, though, they're going to throw it around a little bit more after watching film than you probably remember or ever thought that a service academy would do. Look, they're averaging damn near 144 yards per game in the air which last year they were under 100. So to tell you, you know, 50 yards, 45 yards might not mean a lot to you, but technically for them, it's not that bad. They are trying to expand their reach. Now they're going to run the football. They are the 22nd team in the country when it comes to uh, rush yards. They have 194 rush yards a game. They haven't played a team like you. They haven't played a team more talented than you. They're, I, I don't know Army's schedule. I don't think that they will play a team more talented than you. But there's two areas when I specifically watch Army that you're like, hey, man, they're really good at. They are really good at getting lined up, being fundamentally sound. Now, you can out-athlete them, and you're going to out-athlete them. Harold Perkins is going to out-athlete anybody on that field. But they really are fundamentally sound, exactly what you would think from an Army team, from a service academy team. They don't miss assignments. And if they remotely do, they've, they've had times where guys have missed assignments. If they remotely do, it's few and far between. The, ex, the fundamental part is always there. The execution part is not. Now, they'll have miscues like any human being will when you step on a football field. That is to be determined. That will always happen while sports are involved. 22nd in the country at running offense. They run the ball a lot, 194 yards a game. They're not bad at doing it. Put them away early. 
put them away quick. Put put them away early. Put them away quick. You win the coin toss, receive the kick. Now, what I do think is interesting, I'm sure LSU wants to announce this, but I cannot confirm this. It's just something that I'm hearing. You know, the American flags LSU running out with. I think we talked about that last week. I, I really am going to – this is a game that I'm really going to enjoy. Now, we've played service academies. I think, you know, uh, we obviously played Air Force when Paul Skeens was there in baseball, and LSU wore the camel hats, the one that you've seen on this program a lot of times uh, during the baseball season. This is going to be a little bit different because it's a different venue. you got a lot more people there, and LSU football can do a little bit more than what LSU baseball can. Another thing, too, that I really am I, – I will just be real with you. I don't know how much this is just fluff, but because they really hadn't played a lot of good teams, Army's pass defense is not that bad. Now, again, I am not without a shadow of a doubt coming out of here saying by any stretch, don't get what I'm, tw- don't get what I'm saying twisted. Don't get what I'm saying to us. They're not going to be able to guard Malik, Kyron, BTJ, Mason, Taylor, whoever you thought. It's not going to happen. If it does happen, then a Christmas, Christmas miracle has happened in October, right? Like Santa Claus has come down the chimney. Peter Pan brought a uh, uh, Tinkerbell and Pixie Dust just got sprayed all over that B- DB unit. Pause. But all over that DB unit, they're not going to guard you. But one thing is for certain, them in pass coverage, they're actually pretty freaking good. They're 13th in the country. Now, a lot of that is predicated on they're the 12th team in the country in time for possession. They're going to hold on to the ball. Less defensive snaps. True. But there have been times this year, a UTSA is a game where they turn the ball over a couple of times on some fumbles. They would get some three and outs because, man, they're going to play up tight on you. Now, I don't think that they will play bump and run coverage uh, this week, but, they ha- but they've done it before. They'll play some bump and run. They will be physical with you. They are not scared of you. Now, Brian Kelly, in his own way, said this in his press conference this week. He goes, look, If we're not prepared, we're going to get beat. I know what he's trying to say. He's trying to make sure that his team doesn't look to the bye week, doesn't look to Alabama. I'm with you there, coach. Like, I'm 1,000% with you. Like, I I, don't ever overlook an opponent because uh, you're going to hate me saying this because it was a bad time and you remembering this. Troy happens. You know what I mean? Like, crazier things have happened inside of Death Valley. Less Miles, Ed Orgeron losing to Troy, the rumors of him picking up Matt Canada and slamming him uh, on, a, on a bench and a bench breaking. And now look at Matt Canada. He's failed his way all the way to the NFL. He's with the Steelers. They can't get the ball moving. So the earthquake game, Less Miles. I mean, name a Less Miles time, right? Like, there, as many good times as there have been in Death Valley, there's been some times where you're like, Jesus, please take the wheel. Jesus, please take the wheel. Like, this is insane. Tennessee, when T-Bob, shout out to T-Bob, when T-Bob snapped the ball because, uh, I forget to do, uh, uh, 
Blackwell was saying, snap the ball, T-Bob. You know, like that. Go take care of business. Because you take care of business this week and you take care of business early. You're able to play a Garrett Nussmeyer. You're able to play some of the young offensive linemen. Now, an offensive line that I don't believe on this show and why I don't do it more as a former one of these, talk about them more. Guys, this offensive line unit is, in my opinion, which the Joe Moore Award watch list came out today, and they're one of the top teams on it. Guys, your offensive line can win this award and win it proudly. And it wouldn't be fluff like some people believed in 2019, which I don't believe it was fluff. This O-line unit, man, is insanely good. They're insanely good. Now, I talked about last night. I will repeat it again here. Bama used to beat you. Georgia beats teams because when they have an injury, people forget Nolan Smith, who was a first-round pick. When he got hurt last year, they just rolled out another five-star. Emory Jones gets beat last week, and you roll in another five-star in Lance Hurd. We're going to talk about recruiting in just a minute. we got about five minutes till Zach Nagy joins us. But go take care of business. Get some of these young guys that we have not seen in quite some time some reps. Hopefully, you're able to do that. Like, that is the end-all, be-all. You don't want to be in a dogfight with this team. Because you have to be a special human being, and you are a special human being, if you decide with your future to go to West Point, to go to Navy, to go to the Air Force. You are a special human being because you are sacrificing things that you could be doing like every normal American, and you're doing it to protect us, man. And... I have the utmost respect for people who do that. And one of them you had last year and Paul Skeens. Now, luckily, he was able to transfer, and he had a career in baseball, obviously. Look at what has happened to him. He got drafted number one overall to the Pirates. Here comes him dating Livy Dunn. Yeah, Paul, don't act like nobody's not seeing that. But I will tell you, Put them away early. Let's see some of these young guys. By the numbers, by the way, just throwing this out there, uh, LSU is on pace for having a 12,000, close to a 12,000 total yard year. That's up there with 2019 LSU. LSU, by the numbers, just as we roll them back, total offense, they're second in the country. Total defense, they're 110. (laughs) It's horrible. But you know what's crazy? You were in the 130s a week ago. Okay? You were in the 130s a week ago. There's a reason we stopped by the numbers. Because you were that bad. You jumped up 20 spots because the last seven quarters you played really good. Your rushing offense is 11th in the country. Rushing defense jumped nine spots to number 88. Pass offense as a total is 7th in the country. Pass defense is 114th. You were 123. Last night, in time of possession, you're 39th. So that is by the numbers. <sighs> Want to see some more of these these elite dudes. Want to see some more of these five stars. Speaking of recruiting, uh, JoJo Stone, who was a wide receiver, uh, decommit. Joseph Stone decommitted from LSU today. 
here's our recruiting update of the week. And I want to have a little bit of a disclaimer. Don't panic. Okay? Because people see things and don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Last night I told you with Carter that there are some things going on around Texas A&M that I'd been hearing. I've been hearing for a couple of weeks now. Kind of been making mention on the shows if you've been listening closely enough. But it's bad in Aggieland. Now, Draylon Miller is a wide receiver that was just in Baton Rouge this past weekend. And he had decommitted from Texas A&M. You also were in on guys like Weston Davis and Terry Bussey, who are also Texas A&M recruits. Now, you would hope maybe Gabe Relaford is another guy, a DT from Evangel, that you could try to start getting back into the fold here. But LSU is the number top six ranked recruiting class in the country right now. They're about to get a little bit better, in my opinion, with a couple of guys. There are some kids out in Mississippi that I like that I think that LSU also likes. One thing that is going to continue, and look, this class is, is, is not complete. One thing that I want to make mention, you're still going to go in the portal again. I don't give a two Rudy poos when anybody tells me. And, you know, there's some things out there, Andre Evans, you know, I think things with, you know, go to the message board if you want to find out more, AYSSnetwork.com. Just woosah. There will be some things that you see, or why is this guy doing this? Oh, well, this guy just did that, and we were on him. Well, wait, why is he liking everything LSU? Brian Kelly knows what he's doing, and you're going to go in the portal again. One thing that you can't do is miss in the portal, and I don't think that they will do that. But the stability, the overall thing that I walk away from what Brian Kelly is and will continue to do, because they got a lot of talented dudes in this class. Blake, there's not ranked in the top 50. I don't give a shit. There's there's not a safety in the country that LSU's been after that I've looked at that is better than Deshaun McBride from Denham. Not one. So you get a guy like Draylon Miller who decommits, can you close? And if you do, you're going to move up a little bit more. So this class and Brian Kelly and everything that they're doing in recruiting, look, you might not understand this or get this. Maybe No, you understand it. That's a bad way of putting it. Maybe you don't feel it. But I am telling you, your head coach wants a natty. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. He wants to be sitting at the table drinking bourbon with the guys that have won one, like Urban, like Nick, like Kirby, like Dabo. 
Dabo tried probably. <laughs> Dabo doesn't drink the bourbon when he sits at the table. He probably drinks a, a tall glass of milk. Jesus. Why I got? Why we got to bring Jesus into this, Dabo? Dabo coming out with some crazy ass comments today. The the expectations here are unrealistic. Dog, you set the expectations. Just because you won't go in the portal and you suck right now doesn't mean anything. Back to LSU. Do not be worried. Because things are about to happen that you look just on the surface. And you're like, yeah, everything's cool. But BK got you. BK got you. I promise. Uncle Blake would not steer you in a wrong way. All right, a couple of super chats, and we'll get to Zach Nagy really quickly. Michael Morris with a 199 super chat says, AYS Whiskey and One. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Uh, I will be honest. I do not watch other LSU stuff. I want my takes to be my own. I have not watched it. I know T-Bob. I'm cordial with him um, and like T-Bob a lot, but I appreciate that. And thank you for the money that you sent. So I had to read that, and now I'm going to get questioned by it, and I'm going to get a text saying, why are you talking shit, bro? Now I'm going to have to send him this clip. Leighton Linder with a $19.99 Super Chat says, watching from Winsboro, the 318, 3-1 great, Says, I see the defense improving as the season goes on, like the 2019 squad. In recruiting, as you say, Jettas was a two-star, Burrow a three-star, and one ha- and only had one offer after his junior year. STTDB. Thank you for the super chat, Layton. Yeah, so um, I agree with that. All I'm going to say is two years ago, my fat ass hiked my butt to Denham Springs and said, hey, there's this kid named Deshaun McBride, and you need to go get him. All of a sudden, he was a low-ranked three-star. Now he's in the top 100, huh? Rudy Poos. Not a say. I'm telling you right now, there's not a better cover safety in the in the in in recruiting right now. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. All right. Let's talk about our good friends Carol Falls over at State Farm. Our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. I'm already running late. Zach Nagy's like, "What you doing, bro?" Let's get to our good buddy next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. 
Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Can you not hear me? Can you hear me now? Okay. We can hear you, but you can't hear us. Um, Zach, I'm going to bring you down. Um, let's see if we can work on uh, that audio. Can you all hear me? <laughs> can you all hear me? Hopefully, you all can hear me. Give me a thumbs up in the chat if you can hear me. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. <laughs> All right. Looks like y'all can. Yes, yes. Thumbs up. Okay. We'll get back to Zach Nagy. You know one thing that's interesting? I was going to get to this in a minute. Um, so, I when we do buy the numbers, I go and look up all these stats, right? And... Today, I was like, look, I want to look and see who the top passing yard leaders are in the country. Did you know of the top 20 quarterbacks in passing yards and efficiency, nine of them are either currently playing in the SEC or did play in the SEC? Jane Daniels, number one. Car, uh, 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 Beck, Carson Beck at Georgia, number two. Believe it or not, Carson Beck has thrown for 2,147 yards through the air, which is interesting. Brady Cook, TJ Finley has been lighting it up out there at Texas State. Tagovailoa, Tua's little brother at Maryland. He has 1,926. Graham Mertz, man, 1,897 yards. JT Daniels is another. Bo Nix and Spencer Rattler. So nine of the top ten quarterbacks have either played in the SEC or are playing currently in the SEC. Something that I just thought was interesting because, you know, we look at the Pac-12 and look at all the quarterbacks that are there now. Beck has 2,100 passing yards. Brady Cook has 2,054. Uh, Mertz has 1,897. What about T.J. Finley? With 1,941. Spencer Rattler had a bye week, but he's, I mean, no telling what South Carolina would be uh, without him. There is no telling what, what South Carolina Gamecocks would be without him. Got to admit. Um, it's a bad look. What's a bad look? Uh, Clint Phillips says, from DeParis, Blake, I would like to see Whitweeks and Park Blitz at the same time, and I want to see Quincy and Womack log a bunch of snaps this week with Nuss and Caleb Jackson 
with a lot of new wide receivers. Um, so look, um, I don't blame I don't blame you for for saying that with weeks. You're just not going to see the opportunities. I don't think this week of a lot of blitzing. I do think that LSU defensively can have a good game because I do think that they're going to try to stop the run um, and they're going to just load the box up. So we'll see about that. In reference to what was your second question? Uh, Quincy, Quincy Wiggins and Womack. I will agree with you on Womack. Guys, at some point, like, if Quincy ain't playing, Quincy ain't playing for a reason. Right? I mean, like, they went to their rotation defensively last week, and instead of Quincy, they said, hey, man, let's put in Parrish Shand. I, I mean, look, I'm not trying to – um. come on, man. Don't make me do it. All right, Zach, can you hear us? All right, Zach Nagy, LSU Country, joins us. I, I, I was I was spitting over here, man. I was cutting the one. Missed it. I, I mean, I was talking all kinds of good shit, and you missed it. Give me the give me the give me a summary. I don't remember. Of course you don't. <laughs> of course you don't. All right, Zach Nagy, LSU Country is our guest. Uh, look, Zach, an interesting couple of weeks LSU has here, and it's going to feel like a long time because you got Army. You got the Bowie, then you got Bama. Let's start with, though, Auburn. What did you see? What did you like? Look, dude, I mean, everybody in the world, you see this offense and everything about it just jumps off the page. But defensively, you have to look at Zy Alexander. I mean, look, they targeted him and they went after him like crazy. And I guess that was Hugh Freeze's game plan going into the day because, I mean, just that first half was incredible. They just kept going after him, after him, and after him. And he responded well. He finished with one of the best games of the season. We got to talk to him afterwards. And, you know, he was extremely upbeat. And, you know, he feels like this, this secondary could be rounding a corner at some point because it's, it's been a pretty challenging first, you know, couple of games, of course. It, it's not rocket science. But, you know, he felt fantastic about the way that they're going. And obviously you don't have Deuce Chestnut right now and you're dealing with a couple of other things in that, you know, regard. But, look, man, to, to see somebody like Zion Alexander shine, that, that was phenomenal to me because he's worked so hard to get to this point. Um. I want to get into Deuce Chestnut since you brought him up. But funny how it Zy Alexander looks in bump and run coverage, huh? Hey, man. You've been saying it. Well, I mean, it's what he's run. It's what he was the Southland Conference player of the year. I mean, exactly. I'm not trying to be rude, but he's 6'3 for a reason. I mean, he's not yeah. – Zach, I mean, he's a bump and run corner. You know, Zach, what for me – it seems like the defense has started going now that Perkins actually kind of knows what he's doing from the interception. So since the interception, LSU defense per quarter has only given up five points a quarter. And listen, you do that with this offense, you, I feel pretty good about you going into Tuscaloosa if you can pull that off. You, what do you say? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. You look at what they did in that second half against Missouri – translated that into Auburn. Sure, you and I talked, and we've, a lot of people have just said, you know, that Auburn team, sure, that offense isn't, you know, the best. Yeah, but Missouri world, but is. Precisely. And my thing is, is if you can carry the success over from Missouri, do that against Auburn, an SEC opponent, an SEC opponent. You know, it, it is what it is. Every conference foe, it is what it is. They're all, they're all going to be talented in some way, shape, or form. 
So to shut down that offense and just carrying the success from that Missouri game was extremely impressive to me. And, you know, kind of to get on what your point about what you said about Perkins, I mean, look, when he's on, he's on. And I think Matt House and this entire defensive staff, they're kind of simplifying things from a schematic standpoint. And once you're doing that, man, look, the sky's the limit. So, again, to what you were saying, I feel extremely, extremely well coming off that bye week, heading into Tuscaloosa. I, I think this team is, is kind of turning that corner and getting to that point that we thought that they could always get to. Now, Bama defensively, and I don't – because we're going to have you on before then, so I don't really want to – I mean, we got so we got a couple weeks to go through that gauntlet, all right? So I yeah. just want to be cautious here. Um, you know, Zach, for me, though, you know, like when I look, when I look at this, you're not going to face a better offense in Missouri the whole way. Like, I, I, I don't – like, if you go three and out, let me, let me put it like this. If Jane goes three and out and this offense goes three and out, you don't necessarily completely have to worry anymore that they're just going to go and light you up, right? Like you I don't feel, disagree with, you know, I don't disagree with you. So, um, so with that, with that, I'm starting to look at this and be like, hey, man, do we got something here? I, do, I, I, I think so. I, I think you have a really good point there because that, that Missouri offense is, is fantastic. Uh, Luther Burden, I mean, you, you know, we saw the game. It, I, we don't have to, you know, go back on what happened in the past. It is what it is. But moving ahead, I mean, I, that Alabama offense doesn't necessarily – I don't look at them and say, oh, my goodness, like, we have to score every single damn time we touch the football. Right. You can say the same thing about Florida and then fast forward to, like, a Texas A&M opponent as well. So I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying here. I think, you know, the toughest games on your schedule are in the past now, and you're rounding that corner and you're getting to that back half of the schedule where – you know, just about every single one you can go into that one and feel like, okay, like we're, we're in a pretty good position moving forward. Um, anything else you take from the game against Auburn? What, what's another takeaway that you that you walked away with? Look, I think for the most part, a lot of people would agree with this. Kyron Lacey and small sample size, of course. We've all seen the drops in the past. His track record would have a lot of people raising their eyebrows and saying, well, you know, it, it, there's been a lot of trouble, you know, with him holding on to the football. There's been a lot of drops. And, you know, he had a drop against Auburn. And he went up to Brian Kelly and said, you know, I owe you one. And Brian Kelly was like, no, you owe me two. And you know what? He got to him. He, he went and he got him. He got him a couple. And to have four receptions, 111 yards, a touchdown, I think it was like 27.8 yards per catch. Yep. A, another guy who is emerging as a key piece of this offense. We've seen Logan Diggs do it time and time again. And you know what Brian Thomas Jr. is going to do. You know what Malik Neighbors is going to do. And – you know, to add another guy like Kyron Lacey to the mix is significant, especially when Brian Thomas kind of had a slow night. He picked up the slack. And in turn, you, you had another offensive performance that was just dominant. You know, uh, it's interesting you bring up Kyron Lacey because, God, dog it, is he electric with the ball in his hands. You and I watched it firsthand during fall camp. I mean, I think you and, and the rest of the people in, in, the, in the LSU space would sit back and say, like, okay, this is a guy who's poised to have a breakout year. He dominated spring camp. He dominated the fall. And then fast forward to a couple of games into the season, and it was like, well, what the hell? Like, wh what's going on here, man? Like, show us what you got. And he, he he struggled. And now you saw him against Auburn, and, dude, he balled. I mean, he balled. It was a career game for him, and we got to talk to him after. And he was, ele he was electric. He was ecstatic, and he's your typical Louisiana guy. So to see him be extremely happy and just round that corner like he believes he's doing, it, it was a really good sight to see. He's got to hold on to the ball. 
and I'm Agreed. glad that they went back to him. I, I mean, look, you can't have you can't have a drop like that against Bama, you, like that. Like the, I, I get it, but you you allow BTJ, you allow neighbors because you know that that's not going to happen more than once, right? Like you're Agreed. like, ah, oh, crap, it happened, whatever. But if he can hold on to the ball, he is your third option. Now, they took away Brian Thomas Jr. Now, Ron Roberts is a guy at Southeastern. I'm leaving, leaving the program. He's coming in as next head coach. I've been around Ron, the D.C. I've been around the staff. I I mean, look, I I had more conversations with Pete Golding in that time frame, never knowing that he'd be the the D.C. at uh, at Bama and Ole Miss. And I know exactly the coverages that they were calling. Like, mm-hmm. knew it. It's it's the same thing. And they bracketed Malik. They bracketed BTJ. And good on Jaden for not going away from Kyron, even though he had the drop. And it's not just that, Zach. I was thinking to myself, like, hey, man, Florida State, too. You know, and like, yeah. you're tw- it's 2010, and you're on third and six. If you got to punt this ball away and they go down and score, you're in a ball game. You're in a fight with them. And they're right. able to pull it away. Zach Nagy, LSU Country, joins us. Um Deuce Chestnut, don't I, I don't want to put you in like this, what are you hearing about him? I would rather do it another way. What is your opinion of what's going on? Like, just strict opinion. I mean, you have to kind of look at a situation like that and think that it could be a disciplinary thing. Um, Gotta be. There's, there's some games where he's been exposed and he can't be happy, and just the trajectory of the secondary as a whole, it's hard for a lot of people in that room to be upbeat. And you have – you know, a lack of, in some way, shape, or form, veterans in that room to pick up the the guys who are, you know, falling apart. For somebody like Deuce Chestnut, man, he's, he's a talent. He showed in the ACC. I know it's been a struggle so far, but the SEC is a whole different ballgame. It takes time to adjust. And I think it took somebody like Zy Alexander time to adjust, and he's finally getting to that point where he's feeling a little bit more comfortable. For Deuce, maybe he was getting to that point, and then he hit a, break, then he hit a breaking point. Um, so to answer that question – it's hard to say what specifically it is. I think you'll get an update on Thursday potentially on what's going on with him. But it's certainly – it's a bigger loss than people want to say just because he has experience in the ACC. He has shined. And it's 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 a challenging situation. If you lose him for the rest of the season, it, it puts a damper in the secondary for sure. Yeah. You just you're, – you're an injury away if Stamps isn't back, which Stamps was out and didn't play on Saturday. And – Brian Kelly didn't put him in his, you know, injury report. And I, I, you know, I'm starting to ask him. He's some... been dealing with a groin injury. I could be wrong though. I think he's, I think he's dealing with something minor. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I was like, hey, everybody talking about him, but you, you're one DB injury away from being in real trouble. All right, nope. Zach, yeah. Kyron Lacey, we got this from Michael Morris. He does have a, a another year of eligibility, right? Because he's got the COVID year. I believe he has one more year of eligibility, correct? Yeah, and he says even get an opportunity to be wide receiver one. You know, look, if he does come back, he could have a big year. I mean, us could – I mean, he could be a number one type of target. I do agree. Thank you, Michael, for the super chat. Uh, Army. Well, before we leave Auburn, let me finish with this one. Recruiting. Bryce Underwood was in attendance. Mm-hmm. Oh, Draylon Miller just decommitted. Oh, Terry Bussey was in the house. Double uh. What you thinking? I could talk about this for days, so I'll put myself on a, a minute and a half timer here. Do it. Look, you're, 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 I've been, I've been saying the term rounding the corner, and I'm going to say it again in the recruiting game. Look, this weekend was monstrous. I don't think I can recall 
a weekend of this magnitude. You had Bryce Underwood, the number quarterback in America, number one quarterback in America. Harlem Barry, number one running back in America. Somebody like Jarlon Miller is impressive. DeCorian Moore was back in town. Mm-hmm. You have a visitor's list that is so star-studded to the point where we're on the sidelines, and I am sitting here just trying to figure out, like, I don't even know how this is possible. Bryce Underwood is a class act. Everybody that I've spoken to about the situation said that once again they hit it out of the park. It was another phenomenal visit. He looked like he had a great time. You saw him on the Jumbotron. There were a lot of things that are trending in the right direction for somebody with Bryce Underwood's caliber. And, you know, he has a commitment date tentative. You know, it's set for January. He will probably make his way back to Michigan one more time, if not more, because it's the hometown team. But, look, you have to feel very, very good about where the program sits with somebody like Bryce Underwood. To be in his top three, top four, because you have Colorado, Michigan, Penn State, I think, as well, LSU, it's going to be a battle down the stretch. But you have to feel comfortable getting him back to campus again, considering he was just here two weeks, two months ago for a mighty splash. I, I will say this. What Michigan does offensively does not suit him at all. And I can agree with that. And that's why I think it was so important to get him down here and to see what Jaden Daniels is doing in person and say, like, and for Joe Sloan, the quarterback's coach, to look at Bryce Underwood in the eyes and say, man, this can be you in two or three years. This can be you, you know, taking the reins and doing what we need you to do for this program. Because if you plug somebody like Bryce Underwood into that system and you put him with a quarterback coach like Joe Sloan, I mean, dude, that could be a match made in heaven, fit like a glove, whichever whichever you want to say. It could be phenomenal. And then you surround him with somebody like Harlem Barry, who was in town. If, it, if, if I'm putting in a, a, you know, a crystal ball, whatever you want to call it, I'm feeling very comfortable with where LSU sits with Harlem Barry. And I think, you know, the rest of the people in the industry would agree. So, you know, you're, you're feeling pretty damn good. And then the last name you mentioned, Drellon Miller, obviously decommitted from Texas A&M today, coming fresh off of a visit from LSU. You know, it's all about watching what recruits do, not what they say. And if you're watching what he's doing, fresh off a visit, decommitting, he might take his time. But you know, all in all, this was it's it's it's, it's a it's a it's a big time move for LSU if they can secure somebody's services like Drell and Miller. Well, and not only that, they got into the top six. The portal's not done. They hadn't even touched the portal yet. Look, I, I I don't remember a time. Look, everybody wants to say the five stars, the five stars, the five stars, and I'm like, what the frick do you call Lance Hurd? You know, because that they basically basically what's happening is at least on the offensive line you are getting alabama you're getting georgia because a one dude came out and i guarantee you i guarantee you that if god willing knock on wood that it was my it would like if they needed a guard like let's just say emory jones they would probably try to get lance hurt up to speed at playing guard like they, you know, they're they're gonna do, they're gonna get him in there. So they, you're where Georgia is doing it on the D line, LSU's doing it on the offensive line, and that's a whole different different beast. I, I how what did you think of Lance Hurd? I mean, look, I don't really give two Rudy Poos about the false start and the holding. To be honest with you, I, I'm watching. We were me and the team were watching the 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 all twenty two copy last uh, what yeah. Sunday night guys. Yeah, so Sunday night, and I'm like, bro. He's mauling dudes. He's killing Look, human beings. I just don't think you can sit back and nitpick a true freshman when it comes to a couple of different, you know, instances where he struggled. Because to me, the the success that he had on the field outweighed the, the one or two negatives that he had. He's so definitely looking, better than Proctor at Bama right now. That's a very good point. We watched him get absolutely abused the other day. By I mean, Landon that was, Jackson. That was, I don't want to talk about that. Obviously, the LSU <laughs> community is going to sit back and be like, God damn it, I wish he was still here. But... Look, he's gone. Uh, he, he did what he did. He's flying up draft boards. He absolutely abused Proctor. 
And if I'm looking at somebody like Lance Hurd right now, I'm saying we got a good one, and this offensive line is going to be freakish again next year, and it's all full of Louisiana talent. So I'm feeling really damn good if I'm the offensive line. And I, I, I enjoyed watching Lance Hurd play football on Saturday, on Saturday night. I'll leave it short and sweet like that. What do you expect from this week versus Army? Now, listen, I'm going to tell you. You can call me crazy. People always call me crazy. Pass defense for Army doesn't suck. Like, I, they're not going to guard Malik. They're not going to guard BTJ. Right. They're 13th in the country in pass defense. Mm -hmm. So, I know that's time of possession. You're holding on the ball a long time. Right. But bad is bad. And I'm looking at them like, man, they're bump and run coverage, man-to-man, -man, sending blitzes. Hey, man, if you're not careful, you mm -hmm. know, they can knock Malik off of his route is what I mean. Like, the timing can be knocked off. Uh, look. I love these kids. I love that they're at a service academy. But don't act like they don't have some areas of, like, that they can exploit you a little bit. You know, God, dog, do you see this pterodactyl just keep flying? This damn mosquito keeps flying past my face. Pterodactyl. Anyway, what do you think about Army? Look, first of all, I mean, before I even say anything, obviously respect to everything that they're doing over there. We were talking today. It was like what they do Monday through Friday is more difficult than what they're going to do on You're Saturday. Right. So obviously, tip your cap to what they're doing over there, first of all. But, look. You can't, you can't look at any opponent and say it's done. Like You can't look at any opponent and walk into a game and say we got this in the bag because we watched what happened against Florida State, obviously two different tiers of programs. Yep. But when you look at somebody like Army, obviously you can't overlook what they do. So, sure, they're passing in the passing game, we could see somebody like Malik Neighbors get held back a little bit. But at the end of the day, man, this LSU offense is going to eat and they're going to do what they do best and they're going to put points on the board. And you're going to probably see somebody like Garrett Nussmeyer get in the game in the second half and – it's going to be a time where your youngsters can step on the field and shine and get some reps under their belt. But, look, you can't go into a game and overlook what they can do on defense. But th this is going to be a game, a game where your youngsters can step in and, you know, get some significant snaps under their belt and make an impact. Last one for you. Anything, um, anything stand out to you that still – I mean, look, I, I know what you're going to say or where, where you can go. Yeah. But – the Matt House thing's kind of calmed down after a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think they've you think they figured it out? I mean, like, is Army a good barometer? Like, is Auburn a good barometer? Do you think we got a team here? I mean, like, is there any big weaknesses that you're still like a thousand percent worried about after the last couple of weeks? You got me laughing because, like, obviously last time I was on, we were sitting here, or maybe it was like two times ago. We were sitting yeah, here somebody sent you a sat super chat asking me to House, say, yeah, they want to run out, out of like, here. We were sitting here talking about, like, who's his, like, people were asking, like, who's his, all this and that. I'm like, oh, we're, you and I were just like, relax. Don't press the panic button yet. Oh, to answer your question, though, look, man, there, there, there's some things that, that need to be improved on this defense. You can't look at a game like Auburn and be like, okay, we're, we got it. We're good. There's, that, that's not necessarily the best offense to go up against. I want to see some more improvement at the second level. I'd like to see some more week snaps as well. I think the rest of the world would too. I want to see more, you know, consistency in the secondary. Zay Alexander had a good game. He had a good couple of quarters. But I just want to see this team play exceptionally well for four quarters. I need to see a complete game again because, you know, there were times against Auburn where it wasn't picture perfect. And I want to see a picture perfect game from this defense on Saturday against Army. I want to see them shut down the triple option. I want to see them shut down everything that they do from an offensive perspective because – you know, I firmly believe that this is a game where you can just crush it in the first half and then let your youngsters hop in in the second half and just coast to the end. So, no, I'm not ready to sit back and say that this defense has got it, but 
I think we'll see that sooner sooner rather than later once you head up to Tuscaloosa and, and face an Alabama squad. Any any player not named Whit Weeks that you're really intrigued on seeing? Look, I'm, and it's a casual take. You know what I'm going to say. I, I want to see some more Deshaun Womack in my life. I want to see him get on the field and do a couple more things because Brian Kelly keeps talking about, you know, how physically he looks ready, all this and that, but it's a learning experience. So it's kind of contradictory to a degree. I want to see him get on the field, get some significant snaps, and, and do what he does best because every time he's stepped on the field, he's been impactful. So, you know, this will be a weekend where he gets significant snaps, and, you know, I'm going to be excited to watch that happen because I'm a Deshaun Womack fan. I want to see Tyree Adams. That's a great call. I like that a lot because we saw DJ Chester enter the fold. Mm-hmm. Who was it against? Was Miss, who, who, Cause, cause here, Because here's the thing. I know that I got two dudes in Chester and Heard that can play. Really? I, I, I kind of want to. I kind of want to see. Term, I want to see Adams. You know, like I think that's a fantastic approach. Like I want to see the offensive line do what they do best, and then I want to see maybe somebody like JV and Tobiano into the mix in the secondary and get some yeah. snaps too. So yeah, there's there's some young talent on this team that hasn't even scratched the surface. Man, mm-hmm. I I love this 23 class. Man, you know what was so bad for Tobiano? I'm sorry. I, I so bad for he came into the game and gave up that out route for a first town and I'm like I had a feeling you were gonna say that that's why I hesitated on saying his name yeah and I'm just like man Mm -hmm. what's so bad is because he's so far off of the receiver he doesn't really have a chance but to the untrained eye people can be like that's why 25's not playing and I'm like god dang it you know like can the kid get more than one rep you know Um, also another one for me Kylan Jackson I'm hearing some things. Like I, I'm hearing some things. Like, hey man, ain't nobody gonna start over him. And I'm just like, like, you remember the Rod Woodson when he was with the Patriots and Belichick had to tell him to kind of calm it down a little bit, you know, off the off the record. And he was like, because he was lighting dudes up in practice. Mm-hmm. I, I hear the same kind of uh, things. You could say it's like the exact same thing with Caleb Jackson. Like you remember during fall camp, he was yeah, crushing. Yeah. And Brian Kelly had to come out and say like he pumped the brakes and was like relax. But to get on to Kylan, Kylan Jackson, man, he's a dog. He's a dude. Like that, that's a guy that you want to have in your corner. And you know, it's just it was just a matter of time of him catching up schematically, getting healthy, checking all the boxes. And I mean, look, this year might not be the year for him just because it's a transition year in the secondary. But come spring camp, I think you and I are going to come back and resurface this and be like. We were ready. Like, we're ready for him to get on the field and make an impact because I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later for somebody like him. Yeah, and, and look, the, Caleb Jackson and Whitweeks are the two that I just have kind of forbade them in reference to, like, hey, if there's a guy you want to see, you know, because, I mean, look. It's the casual take. Like, it, 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 you know. c- correct. You know, like, I mean, look, you, you saw him giving the pop pass. That's all All that was is to send Bama a message, Okay. Some of these yep. play calls at the end are sending Bama a message like you're going to have to guard this, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you they're going to run that same jet motion with Caleb Jackson to get the Downs kid, the freshman, to come down, and they're going to hit Kyron Lacy or somebody over the middle. Yep. Dembrock plays games, so all right, I've kept you way too long. Thank you so much, Zach Nagy. Tell everybody where they can catch all your stuff. Look, no, I owe you one because I was I was about two minutes late because of those technical difficulties. So I'm glad you kept me for a little bit. I always uh, love hopping yeah. on here. But, yeah, it's, it's man, you can catch me at LSU Country. Same old, same old. Um, putting some recruiting stuff out there. A lot of recruiting content right now. You know, some football analysis. Women's basketball is about to start. So Number one team in the country. Number one team in the country. Just wait, man. That's, that's going to be a movie. Every game is going to be a movie. I'm excited to catch that team. And then, obviously, you got my handle right there on the screen, at Z Nagy 20 
follow me on Twitter and check us out because we're putting out some really good stuff on LSU country. But Blake, man, always, you know, you know, every week I want to come on here. So anytime you need me. Anytime, brother. Thank you so much, Zach. Thank you. All right. That's Zach Nagy, LSU country. So about a good friend, Steve Bean, we close it out with around your SEC. Next. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Because you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. The SEC doesn't have a lot of games this week. Mississippi State heads over to Arkansas. Look, I know that you are not going to be very uh, – what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, sad for, for Arkansas. They are a rival of yours. But I do want to call something out again. Four straight away games – in the SEC, you're away from your home stadium for a month. The SEC should be a little bit ashamed of themselves for allowing a team in their conference to have four straight away games. Nevertheless, because it's not like they couldn't move things around, right? Meaning they moved LSU and they moved a lot of teams for Arkansas early in the year. They could have given them a home game here or there so they didn't have to travel for four straight weeks. However, they're going to beat Mississippi State. They're going to finally get themselves a win at 11 a.m. And good for them. Mississippi State's not a good football team. Tennessee and Alabama. CBS at 2.30. I, look, I tweeted this one on the Rafino and Joe Show Twitter and I ask you a question. Who do you trust more? Put it in the poll or put it in the chat. Who do you trust more? Jalen Milrow or Joe Milton? Because it is two of the more struggling quarterbacks in the country, certainly in the SEC. It's crazy to say because Milrow two weeks ago threw for 300 yards but couldn't put away Arkansas. I got to admit, I trust Jalen Milrow more. And. I don't know if Tennessee is going to be able to run the ball like they did against Texas A&M on Bama. But Texas A&M's defense in front seven is lethal. So maybe they can. If this game were kneeling, I think I would lean Tennessee. But because it's in Brian Denny, I, I'm pretty sure I'm leaning Bama here. With all of that being said, I'm completely staying away from this game from a betting perspective, because I have no clue. I have no clue. A lot of people saying none of the above. Um, Andrew Paulson Martin says, SEC doesn't feel sorry for Arkansas. Look how they did them in 2020, putting Georgia, Florida on their already loaded conference slate. So true. Danny Girl says, uh, Milton has more experience, though, so that makes me think he has a better, deci better decision-making. 
You know, Danny, even if he does, like, let's, and I agree with you that he does. He's made better decisions. There's not an argument with that, that he has made better decisions. Here's my only thing. I, I don't know if Milton is making the right decisions because he can't, he can't get to him. He's overthrowing dudes. Dudes are dropping the passes. He actually gets to him. I'm going Bama. I'm going Bama. South Carolina and Missouri. Missouri's going to win. This game's at home for them at 2.30 on, e- on SEC Network. Hiccups are back. Excuse me. Um, South Carolina is a really bad... Hiccups are back, man. Gotta hate him. South Carolina's head coach Shane Beamer broke his foot kicking a wall in his loss against Florida. I think Missouri's a really good football team, and I think you beat a really good football team. Their offense, Brady Cook is is third in the SEC in passing yards with 2,054. They're going to be 7-1 and one before you know it. I don't see a path where South Carolina wins this one at 2.30 in Como. Give me the Tigers of Missouri. All right, let me run through these this last one quickly because I got the hiccups. This one is an upset alert for me. I do believe Auburn will respond. I don't think they win, but it could. They could. I I tell you guys this all the time. I especially on the Rafino Joe show because we cover more national. I don't know. I don't like teams that get embarrassed on the road and then come back home searching of their first SEC win. <sighs> Ole Miss is coming off a bye. Sometimes when teams are hot, you don't want them to have a bye because they start off slow. God, dog, at these damn hiccups. Give me Ole Miss, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. I think it's going to be closer unless lane has something up his sleeve that we don't know we'll see you tomorrow peace this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.